Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. KFI AM 640 Los Angeles. Orange County. And KOST HD2. It's 5 a.m. What did you miss? It's time for Wake Up Call with Jennifer Jones-Lee. You know, I I still kind of don't know even what to say about yesterday. I was thinking about it on the way to work this morning. How do you, what's a word to characterize what happened yesterday? And words like sad, disgusting, I don't even know. I think the best thing I can do is just give you the news this morning because uh, there is a ton of it. I'm Jennifer Jones-Lee, and here's what's ahead on your wake-up call. Of course, Joe Biden is officially president-elect of the U.S. as certified by Congress. And at least four people died during the break-in at the U.S. Capitol. At least 52 people were arrested and 14 police officers were hurt. I'm going to go into... What happened with the cops at the Capitol yesterday? We're going to talk about uh, last night and Congress reconvening to go through the electoral votes. How did that go down? What about those objections that were happening when the violence breached the Capitol? All of that is coming up. You've got six people who have been arrested in pro-Trump violence that bled onto the streets of L.A. And at 5.05, we'll talk with ABC's Aaron Katursky because I think the best way to start the show is if you were like me, you came in maybe an hour or an hour and a half after the violence started yesterday and you went, wait, how did it go from a loud rally outside the Capitol to are they in Senate chambers? So we'll go through a timeline with Aaron of what happened yesterday in Washington, D.C. But let's start with at least just some of the snippets coming out of the KFI 24-hour newsroom. The break-in at the U.S. Capitol has left at least 52 people arrested, 14 police officers hurt, one person shot and killed by police, and three other people dying of what cops call medical emergencies. Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell says those who tried to interrupt democracy yesterday failed. They failed to attempt to obstruct the Congress. This failed insurrection only underscores how crucial the task before us is for our republic. The House and Senate chambers were breached yesterday, along with lawmakers' offices. Officials had to duck down, put on gas masks, and evacuate using underground tunnels. Hours later, they completed the work of certifying electoral college votes. Now, the Capitol Police says it found two pipe bombs in a cooler containing Molotov cocktails inside a car near the Capitol building. A gun was also in that car. It was parked near the local Republican and Democratic National Committee offices. Some members of Congress say they will investigate the Capitol's security measures and the way police handled the break-in. House Administration Committee Chairwoman Congressman Zoe Lofgren says the breach raises grave security concerns. We're going to go into that coming up at 535 with ABC's crime and terrorism analyst Brad Garrett. 
The Republican governor of Vermont says 13 more days is too long for President Trump to stay in office. In response to the Capitol breach yesterday, Governor Phil Scott said Trump had orchestrated an insurrection campaign and must either resign or be removed by Congress or his cabinet. Congress can only remove a president through impeachment. We'll talk more about this with Karen Travers coming up at 550. Well, Congress, led by Vice President Pence, has certified Joe Biden as president-elect of the U.S. Joseph R. Biden, Jr. of the state of Delaware, has received 306 votes. Donald J. Trump of the state of Florida has received 232 votes. The counting of Electoral College votes picked up again last night, several hours after the Capitol building was evacuated. Six people have been arrested in pro-Trump violence that bled onto the streets of L.A. Sir, I didn't do anything. A man wearing a red Trump hat was led across First Street, his arms behind his back, bound by flex ties. It happened just after protesters were told twice their assembly was unlawful. And that was due to, you know, the, the violent interactions between the crowds. LAPD Captain Stacy Spell says at least one protester shot some pepper spray and there were several fights as a group of a few hundred pro-Trump demonstrators clashed with a smaller counter-protest. We're just very peaceful people. I mostly just saw a lot of people vocalizing their... Hate. Chris Carlo, KFI News. A scuffle also broke out at the Huntington Beach Pier. I'm Corbin Carson. Go back to Mexico. This Trump supporter watched the kerfuffle with me. He approached the man with the big Trump flag and he said some nasty things. And oh, before that, he pantsed himself and showed his ass to everyone. Then he started yelling at this Trump supporter. Shame on you. You're not American. I said, no, you're not American. You must be communist because you wouldn't be doing this to all these people who are holding the U.S. flags. Another protester tried to karate kick the guy and kick the guy's car bumper as he drove away. In Huntington Beach, Corbin Carson, KFI News. I think there are a lot of people, Aaron Kaczerski, still waking up this morning going, what the hell happened yesterday? What started with what seemed like uh, just a loud rally outside the Capitol. How did we end up with people inside the Capitol, four people dying, police officers being hurt, breach of the Capitol, Congress having to be evacuated? How did this all begin? Well, it's a it's a legitimate question. Um, and but but I think if you look at the, the tone and tenor of that rally, it, it, it can't be entirely surprising. And in fact, the law enforcement, um, you know, as, as unprepared as, as Capitol Police seem to have been, um, law enforcement knew. I mean, it was all over social media. They, they knew that this had the potential to get violent. Um, there was certainly, it was noted, a much different posture by law enforcement when uh, Black Lives Matter protesters were um, uh, uh demonstrating around the Capitol uh, several months back. Uh, lawmakers, uh, rather, law enforcement took a decidedly different approach yesterday. And um, those questions are being asked this morning by uh, members of Congress who, who praised the officers who confronted the protesters and were hurt doing so. But they also vowed to get to the bottom of, of why the Capitol Police uh, was seemingly unprepared. And and uh, along with that, President Trump's reluctance to to uh, activate the National Guard uh, until we're told uh, his aides implored him to do it for the sake of the country. Yeah, I think that that is one of the very first thing that came to mind for me yesterday was, where's the security? And I'm, I'm going to talk more with your colleague, Brad Garrett, about this coming up in about a half hour. But I think that was one of the first things that you saw. And I, I think there was just a... I don't know, for me anyway, it was just a, a stab to the gut to see people breaking the windows, vandalizing, stealing things from our nation's capital, even if you think Americans doing it. Yes. It, it was, and, these were Americans. Uh, and, and I think, you know, I, 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 I've been involved in and, and caught in election related protests in in 
Iraq and Pakistan and Egypt and, um, you know, you think America is the safe haven from that, but these were Americans looting the nation's capital and um, you know and violently uh, forcing lawmakers to to cower. Uh, it was a stunning scene for sure, and the um, the 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 seeming permissive um, posture of of the police is is now you know part I think of, of the investigation um, and. Uh, we've seen, you know, competing images, of course, on social media. We, we, we've seen some where, where officers appear to, to remove barriers to allow the protesters to get ever closer to the Capitol. But we've also seen officers, you know, with, with nothing more than a billy club, um, confront a mob right. coming up the steps forced, to, uh, you know, to retreat. Uh, and, and, you know, very scary. Um, we know that police officers generally are um, feel that, you know, that they're under the microscope ever since George Floyd, and, and that may, you know, impact their posture. But um, be that as it may, th- there there are a lot of questions this morning about um, how this was all handled and how it was allowed to happen. And when it comes to the actual timeline, so the rally is taking place outside. The president stops speaking. He gets off the stage. Is it immediate that you have no, it- those protesters break off? How did that work? No, it was gradual, um, you know. But the president had called for them to march to the Capitol. He said he'd, he'd join them. I know he didn't, but um, he uh, the, the the protesters started to move toward the Capitol as debate was getting underway, and as soon as the Arizona objection was raised, and 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 um, uh, Senator Ted Cruz uh, seconded it, it um, the, the the members had retreated into their own chambers. Of you know, the, the joint session adjourned for the moment. Uh, the, and the debate had been underway. Uh, that debate was interrupted as the, the protesters ended up breaching multiple entrances of the Capitol and, and ransacking the place, uh, some storming into the Senate chamber and the House chamber. Guns were drawn. A woman was shot and killed. There were medical episodes that killed several other people. Tear gas was deployed, flashbangs and, and, and um, those kinds of things to try and disperse a crowd hours later. Um, but it did take a while to mobilize enough officers and, and, and law enforcement to restore order. All right. Well, that's yeah, that's something that I'll dig deeper into at 535, because I think that's the thing that that does kill me is these the police knew you like you said, it was all over social media. Police knew how bad that this could potentially get. Yet it seemed like it was like going into, uh, you know, shootout with a knife. It, it was just they just seemed so unprepared. So either, you know, you know, and you can ask Brad Garrett, I mean, either there was a, a, a complacency, uh, you know, and, and, you know, these post-election protests for all the rhetoric have not turned violent. And, and so, you know, this one's not going to either. Um, that's one possibility. Yeah. Another possibility is it was a, 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 a decidedly, you know, a political decision not to upset the president by, you know, um, blocking his showing, protesters. Uh, blocking his protesters. Uh, but, you know, th- there could also be a middle ground to say, you know, we know it could get violent, so we don't want to incite violence by 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 showing up with, a you know, an army. Um, there's all sorts of calculations. But. It was noted uh, repeatedly yesterday that the posture was different when Black Lives Matter protesters were there. And um, there almost seemed to be an unmistakably uh, different kind of decision about these protesters versus those protesters. All right. Well, a lot to expand on as the show continues this morning, for sure, Aaron. I appreciate your, uh, your part of it. Thank you. 
Thank you. All right. See you later. That's ABC's Aaron Katursky. I think, um, you know, as I, I've got the two, I've got two TVs in here and uh, one is on CNN this morning and one is on Fox. And it's not like I haven't spent all, you know, yesterday watching video and, and you know, scrolling through social media, people who were there, that sort of thing. And uh, I think one of the other things that uh, angered me or sickened me was, you know, God bless America. All right. Clearly you feel disenfranchised. Fine. But that's what those Congress members on Capitol Hill yesterday, when they objected to states like Arizona's electoral outcome and later in the night, Pennsylvania's, that's what they were supposed to do on your behalf. Just going in and vandalizing the place that you claim you are trying to stand up for makes no sense to me. You claim that you want to save America and you want to save what it stands for. Yet you go and desecrate the house in which all of that happens? What the hell is going on? I I don't know. I was... To say that I was, like I said at the beginning of the show, sad and disgusted. Alex was saying she had tears in her eyes watching some of this stuff yesterday. It, I just don't know how, as Americans, no matter what your political slant is this morning, that seeing what happened yesterday doesn't hurt, doesn't feel gross. All right. Hey, let's go from that happy news to some COVID news. Now the CDC says there have been some severe reactions to the Pfizer vaccine. Stats from the first wave of inoculations in December show 21 people out of 1.8 million who received the serum have had anaphylaxis, a life-threatening reaction. A new report shows 71% of reactions happened within 15 minutes of getting the shot. Most of those who had the adverse reaction had a history of various allergies. The report also details protocols for healthcare providers who administer the vaccine on how to be prepared for bad reactions. Steve Gregory, King of LA is open four more vaccination sites for healthcare workers. Mayor Garcetti says the sites are split between the Valley and East LA. These are city-county sites, a joint partnership where we see amazing county uh, personnel behind us together with our city rec and parks facilities. Garcetti says much of the sites can vaccinate as many as 300 people a day. And L.A. County Sheriff Villanueva says his frontline deputies have started getting the COVID-19 vaccine. So far, 135 of our personnel have been vaccinated. What is interesting is these vaccinations were administered by our 26 deputy sheriffs who are paramedics for the department. The sheriff says when it's time, it should take about two months to administer the vaccine to the entire department. He says a survey he sent out shows 70 to 80 percent of the employees want the vaccine. All right. When we come back, we will talk about what happened after Congress did reconvene after the violence in Washington, D.C. yesterday. Of course, we do now know that Joe Biden has been certified as the next president of the United States. So all that is straight ahead. And I want to go through what happened with those objections, specifically to the counting in Arizona and Pennsylvania. What happened to those? With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. 
Sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Now we see everything that's going wrong with the world and those who lead it. We just feel like we don't have the means to rise above and beat it. So we keep waiting, waiting, waiting on the world to change. We keep on waiting, waiting, waiting on the world to change. It's hard to John Mayer. When we're standing out those words could not bring more true than this morning. KFI AM 640 live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Welcome to your Thursday morning. I'm Jennifer Jones-Lee and some of the stories we're watching in the KFI 24-hour newsroom. Joe Biden is officially president-elect of the U.S. as certified by Congress. Vice President Pence read out the final electoral college tally early this morning. We're going to talk more about that in just a second with ABC's John Parkinson. Now, Vice President Pence says those who broke into the U.S. Capitol did not win. Police who responded to the breach at the Capitol yesterday say they arrested at least 52 people. But I want to talk more about what went down with police at the Capitol yesterday. And we'll go in depth on that with ABC's Brad Garrett. Right now, let's say good morning to ABC's John Parkinson. Hey, John, good morning. So after the violence, Congress did reconvene. It had vowed to you know, continue on and confirm the Electoral College vote for Joe Biden's presidential election. And they did just that. But now I'm curious how that process all went down, considering they had just gone into a, a recess to discuss then what was going on with Arizona after the objection to those votes. You know, good morning, Jennifer. You know, I think that it was a point of pride for members of Congress to finish the people's business yesterday. And so when they resumed at about nine o'clock Eastern, uh, they picked back up on the debate on the objection to uh, the slate of electors from Arizona. Uh, the, the House and Senate both had its leadership um, sort of uh, come up with speeches and, and talk about the moment that the mob uh, stormed through the Capitol Police and came into the building. Um, I think that there was a lot of... Uh, sadness and and dismay that something like this could happen at the Capitol. Uh, The the House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy said that this was his saddest day as a member of Congress. And, you know, there's been some sad days. Like, if you think about the the shooting of the the Republican congressional baseball team and the shooting of uh, Congresswoman Gabby Giffords, uh, there's definitely been some tough moments on Capitol Hill. And, um, you know, they wanted to make sure that they finished this and they came back at about nine and and it took them about seven more hours, but they did finish up at three 39 in the morning, uh, earlier this morning. How did it work out though, with the objections to state, like states like Arizona. And I think the only one other one that they had was, uh, an objection to was Pennsylvania. Am I correct? Yeah, that's right. So you needed a member from both the house and Senate, uh, to object in order for debate to be, uh, broken off from the joint session of Congress. And we were expecting Georgia to also have a senator uh, alongside House objections, but uh, Senator Kelly Loeffler, who lost her runoff in Georgia earlier this week, she announced after the Senate resumed its business that she was withdrawing her support for an objection to the slate of electors in Georgia. And that was met with widespread applause by other senators, Republicans and Democrats. And uh, that did speed it up a little bit. It was going to take, you know, three to four hours for each uh, objection to to get cleared. Um, So they only had two. It was Arizona and Pennsylvania. 
and uh, the other states did get objections from uh, members of the House of Representatives, Wisconsin, uh, Michigan, Georgia, Nevada, but uh, there was no senator to join that. So um, those were quickly dispensed by the vice president. All right. Well, thank you for walking us through all of that. I appreciate it. Thank you, Jennifer. My pleasure. All right. See you later, John. That's ABC's John Parkinson. All right. Well, that explains how we got to where we got. And I did think it was interesting that almost immediately after the lawmakers were evacuated, they were, you know, taken out of those underground tunnels, everybody was in a safe space, that almost immediately all of them started either tweeting or making some sort of statement that, like John said, they wanted to get back and reconvene. They weren't going to let what happened yesterday at the Capitol stop the business of the Capitol. And, uh, you know, kudos to them. I often rip on lawmakers, but uh, it was kind of one of those, oh, hell no. You're not going to come in and stop this. And, uh, you know. Oh, was it was it Tuesday that I came back and said I was hoping that 2021 would be different? Was it two? Maybe I jinxed us all. Sorry. All right, let's get back to some of the stories coming out of the KFI 24-hour newsroom. Newly elected Congresswoman Michelle Steele from Orange County has tested positive for COVID-19. She says she has no symptoms, but is going into quarantine on her doctor's advice. Steele has sworn into the House of Representatives earlier this week. L.A. County Sheriff Villanueva says homicides were up 40% last year. We're going to have to unravel that mystery exactly what drove that particular uh, crime. The sheriff says he thinks the pandemic may have something to do with it. He says Grand Theft Auto was way up last year because most people's vehicles were parked at home. Well, that makes sense. All right, American and Delta Airlines say they are working with law enforcement in Washington, D.C. to make sure passengers are safe. American has increased staffing and says it will not be serving alcohol on flights to and from D.C. as a precautionary measure. The TSA says it is always on high alert and has multiple layers of security in place. Oh, my gosh, I have wanted to get to this story all morning so that we could lighten it up for just a second. There is currently much ado about a shrew. The elusive Catalina Island shrew was spotted for the first time in more than 15 years. The mouse-like creature with a long snout was listed as a species of special concern in 1996 by the California Department of Fish and Wildlife. There's great excitement when the shrew was observed by a remote camera for the first time since 2004 by researchers with the Catalina Island Conservancy. An adult shrew measures just over three and a half inches and weighs about the same as four paper clips. Bill Seward, <laughs> KFI News. I love that. All right, now we know how much it weighs. Four paper clips. You wouldn't even probably know if that little thing was walking on you. It'd probably feel like a, a little, a, a big spider. In a way. Oh, boy. (sighs) As you're lying in bed. I'm sorry I put that thought into your head. Okay, how about I reward you? How about right now? It's your chance to win $1,000. For your chance at 1000 bucks, text the nationwide keyword GRAND, G-R-A-N-D, to 200-200. You'll get a confirmation text and info. Standard data and message rates apply in this nationwide contest. That's GRAND to 200-200. And if you are the winner, you're going to get a call from a number you don't recognize, but please do pick up the phone because I want you to win the money. Your next chance to win comes during the 7 o'clock hour with Handle.
All right, when we come back, we're going to talk with ABC's Brad Garrett. I want to know more about what went down with Capitol Cops yesterday. There is a lot of speculation about um, were they unprepared? Well, from the duh file. Uh, But why were they told not to push back against the protesters? Were they told not to use lethal force? What were they told that if something bad like what happened yesterday happened, that they would get immediate reinforcements? I want to learn all about that when we talk with Brad in just a second. Come together. KFI AM 640 live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app on this Thursday morning. I'm Jennifer Jones-Lee. Congress has certified Joe Biden as president-elect. Republicans objected to the counting of electoral votes from several states yesterday and early this morning. They were able to force the proceedings into debate twice, first for Arizona before the Capitol was breached and second for Pennsylvania late in the night. Some Republicans withdrew their objections in certain states because it was a response to the violence at the Capitol building. And at least four people died during that violence. At least 52 people were arrested and 14 police officers were hurt. People smashed windows and started breaking into the House and Senate chambers yesterday while Congress was in the process of certifying President Trump's election defeat. Now, 550, we're going to talk with ABC's Karen Travers. And what you're seeing this morning now, one of the big headlines is the 25th Amendment. And apparently you've even got members of the Trump cabinet and allies talking about the 25th Amendment, which would make it so the president would be removed from office. So I know Joe Biden takes office on January 20th, but there are people who say this is January 7th. We can't let the president be in for the next 13 days. So what is the 25th Amendment? What are the chances or likelihood of it actually going through and the president being removed before the 20th? All of that is coming up with Karen in just a couple of minutes. Right now, let's say good morning to ABC's Brad Garrett. And Brad, I know one of the the, uh, big headlines this morning is what happened with the Capitol cops yesterday? Were they unprepared? Was this political? Was this uh, they were promised they were supposed to get backup and they didn't get it? What in the world went down? So to say that that was a colossal failure is an understatement. Now, to your point, did the Capitol Police actually want to do that a different way? For example, not use uh, sawhorses out of metal that you could step over, uh, not be that close to the Capitol, not have backup. My guess is they probably did want all that. So who overruled them, assuming I'm making an accurate statement? Well, somebody in Congress could, because that's who they work for. Um, but the, the, just the intelligence alone would suggest this could really turn ugly and violent. I mean, January 6th has been stoked by the president for weeks as to the big day, you know, and he's been pushing this big steal of the votes and that was fraud in the government, parts of the government are not legitimate. And, and so you could just see it, it's so predictable what happened yesterday. But if you're not prepared on the front end, then you're just totally in trouble. And that's exactly what happened. Too close to the Capitol, not enough people, nobody in riot gear to speak of initially. Uh, and then they got overwhelmed. And I think Jennifer, beyond that, then the Capitol Police had to retreat and I think they had to retreat because they had to protect Congress, and that because that's their job. So 
I believe those pictures you see of a lone Capitol Police officer trying to fend off dozens of people that have broken in probably is accurate as far as their inability to have manpower to actually fight these folks. And what a horrible position to put those officers in. Awful. Unbelievable. I mean, we'll see what the after action of this is, but, you know, it's not lost on people that, hey, if if this would have been an African-American crowd, would you have dealt with this differently? Because obviously governments have in the past. Uh, and so all of those things are going to play into this. But the point being that when you look at a situation or a potential violent situation, if you're a professional law enforcement person, you're totally colorblind. You're looking at the security. You're looking at what potentially could happen here. And what happened yesterday was beyond predictable, in my view. And you had to be prepared. If it didn't happen, great. We wouldn't, you and I would be having, be talking about something else this morning. But the point being, it didn't happen that way. And, you know, we'll have to see as to who actually made the call that you had to do it sort of the soft way to protect the Capitol when it really should have been target hardened. You know, and I, I think one of the things, too, that sort of surprised me was that the minute that that rally started, there was, um, hmm. Uh, a sort of change in the demeanor of the crowd. And it, it uh, when the president, you know, called for them to march on Capitol Hill, that's that's one thing that is still could could be a peaceful protest. But I think the, if if you and step into the world of power, loyalty and luck, I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse with family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chabacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chabacasino.com welcome to the family vdw group no purchase necessary void where prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus i watching it on tv watching it on social media wherever you were taking a look at it if you and i were able to go oh that something something's going wrong and i don't mean every protester let me be very clear about that there was again a violent element that took off from the other people who were just marching and chanting and whatever that there was this violent element but the minute that that happened you wanted to go where's the backup who isn't calling for the national guard to get in this second what is going on right and clearly they were not in standby i mean even if you had them two blocks away right staged. but but i think i think somebody made a call that you can't do that i don't want the military anywhere around there i think that's went through somebody's mind did the president tell Congress that's how he wanted it? Possible. We'll have to figure that out. But the idea that you didn't have, for example, let's look at this another way. Higher barricades, further out. Uh, the Capitol Police in riot gear, which they were not initially, uh, backed by the military or vice versa, the National Guard. Then even another element closer to the building of federal agents because you have you know, hundreds of them that live here. Uh, and between that, they never would have gotten the building. The problem is they were allowed to start with, with with inadequate folks to stop them. They were just physically too close to the building yeah. for as big a crowd as they were. 
And so it, it, it just this is one step after another. And that's why I'm suggesting that I just can't believe that if the Capitol Police were left to their own, that they would have done it this way. And I think the question now going forward will be, obviously, after the investigation is over into what actually happened yesterday, where is that fine line? Because we have heard from many people who go to protests saying that when you've got the cops in riot gear or when you have the National Guard on standby, whatever it may be, that it seems to incite violence or intimidation in one way for a crowd. On the other hand, when they're not there, as we saw what happened yesterday, well, everybody can just roll over the few cops that are there anyway. So where's that happy medium? What's the fine line? And because it's just almost impossible, Jennifer, to have a fine line, because you're talking about a crowd, and you brought this up early in this conversation, from all different walks of life. Some people went there to break in to the Capitol. Others, and you can watch them, they're just sort of meandering through taking photographs. They're just, you know, probably by and large law-abiding folks from the Midwest or wherever they might be from. Uh, uh, And... But they still should not be allowed to do what they have done. And so you just have to deal with that these are messy situations that where you can't control who's in the crowd, you can't control the size of the crowd, but what you can control is what security barriers you do put up to keep them out. And would that have turned ugly yesterday? The answer would probably be yes. There would have been a lot of tear gas thrown uh, there would have been a lot of people arrested, um, it, 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 but they wouldn't have gotten in the building, I don't think. And that would have, in my view, that would have been the key because that's that clearly should not have happened for a hundred different reasons. Oh, yeah. All right, Brad, thank you so much for uh, your time this morning and analysis. I appreciate it. No problem. All right, see you Take later. Care, Jennifer. Bye. Bye. That's ABC's Brad Garrett. I mean, th- oof, this is going to be a, a a deep investigation. Didn't you, I mean, I felt for those cops yesterday. We were talking with Aaron earlier. I'm sure you've seen the video of that one um, Capitol Police officer who inside the building, all he has is his billy club with him. And he's essentially running away from the protesters. There is this mob descending behind him. And that guy is fleeing upstairs to get away from them. It was, there were just some heartbreaking images yesterday from what went down at the Capitol. (sighs) All right. Don't you think it's time to sit back, have some coffee and a snack? It's time for Biz Bites. Bites of business. Biz Bites. On Wake Up Call with Jennifer Jones Lee. All right, so... Here's another thing I saw yesterday. I I wasn't paying attention to the stock market at all while all this was going down yesterday. And then I went, wait, I'm sorry, what? The Dow closed at a new all-time high and breached 31,000 points for the first time in history yesterday? Did Wall Street not know what was going on in Washington? Did Did they miss that? Well, investors, here's the deal. They don't really look at what is happening right now. They look to the future and what it could bring for companies that they invest in or as the economy as a whole. And to that point, the Senate flipped in favor of Democrats on Wednesday, and that likely 
gave more economic stimulus to the nation to recover from the pandemic. So that's what investors were focusing on. But I get, oh my gosh, did I get that that is completely counterintuitive. You would think, oh my God, there is this, you know, incredible unrest happening right there in, as John put it, in our house, in the nation's capital. What do you mean Wall Street closed at a record high on the Dow? But that's why. It doesn't pay attention necessarily to that day. It pays attention to the future. All right, LeBron James might be in the market for his own WNBA team. The Lakers star tweeted early yesterday that he was interested in putting together an ownership group to purchase the Atlanta Dream from Republican Senator Kelly Loeffler. And uh, this is right after she was projected to lose to Raphael Warnock, which she did. And he said, think I'm going to think I'm well, he put gone, but think I'm gone. Put together an ownership group for the dream. Who's in black votes? Black votes matter. So uh, we'll see. She apparently Leffler purchased the team along with the businesswoman in Atlanta and but is not really involved in the team's daily operation, even stepped down from her seat on the WNBA Board of Governors. And uh, so it's not clear how serious James's offer is to take over ownership. And uh, also, I know that the league has criticized Leffler's response to the Black Lives Matter movement. Um, Does she just stay an investor? Uh, Is there enough protest to force her to either quit or, you know, sell off her her stake in it? I don't I don't know. Amazon is pledging more than $2 billion for affording affordable housing in three of its hub cities, which include Seattle, Arlington, Virginia, and Nashville, Tennessee. I guess there were, I didn't realize there were this many. I knew there were a ton of Amazon workers in Seattle. 75,000 workers in the Seattle area. It's only got 1,000 in Arlington, and it's got uh, its headquarters in Nashville. They'll have about 5,000 employees there, but the bulk of the investment will be through low-cost loans to preserve or build affordable housing. And speaking of housing, would you buy Jeffrey Epstein's estate, his townhouse in New York City? Apparently, no. (laughs) Apparently, nobody wants the darn thing. So originally, when they were trying to sell his townhouse, it was 88 listed at $88 million. Now it's dropped to $65 million. And the housing and rental markets have taken a nosedive in New York City. But, and I know particularly in the New York luxury market, as we've seen actually in the San Francisco area, we've seen in L.A., uh, we've seen that the the luxury market, people are saying, you know what, we don't want to live in these in these major hubs, these um, really luxury places in these major hubs. We want to go to the burbs. We want a little space. Well, here's the thing, though. I don't in my gut. This is my opinion. I don't know that much of that. I'm sure some of it does, but that much of that plays into Jeffrey Epstein's estate. Would you really want to own a place with that much bad karma in it with so many secrets in those walls with so much I mean you could not sage that place enough to make the bad vibes go away in my opinion anyway
Those are your SoCal Biz Bites for this morning. Your Biz Bites are brought to you by SoCal Gas. Owning a small business always comes with challenges, and you need a partner who will rise to the challenges with you. That's why SoCal Gas is offering thousands of dollars in rebates on qualifying natural gas energy-efficient equipment for business like commercial fryers, ovens, process, and steam boilers. Because together, we are stronger. See how we can help at SoCalGas.com slash rebates radio. Program funded by ratepayer and administered by SoCal Gas. All right, when we come back, we will talk with ABC's Karen Travers. So let's talk about the 25th Amendment and why some of the president's cabinet members and allies are talking about invoking the 25th Amendment. How would that go with the president? And could he really be out with just a few days to go before Joe Biden is in? We'll find out. That's the way it is. Come on. Come on. That's just the way it is. It's KFI AM 640 live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. They're basically saying they don't want him in for another day. We're talking about the president and now members of his cabinet and allies apparently talking about invoking the 25th Amendment. Karen Travers, good morning. Why don't you explain what the 25th Amendment means when it comes to the president? Well, it's the vehicle for which the, the president could be removed from office by the cabinet and the vice president, uh, You know, kind of the quickest way he could be stripped of power. Uh, I think we should note, though, that we are told by multiple sources that there are conversations, discussions taking place about this, but it's not clear how extensive these conversations are. And even if Vice President Pence would be supportive of such an action, and he would have to be on board with this, there are only 13 days left in the Trump administration. So, you know, there might be a lot of talk about this, but does it actually happen? I think it's very hard to see how it could. Our legal experts say, you know, the 25th Amendment option is designed for incapacity, largely for health incapacity, uh, mental, physical health. But uh, this could extend to a situation where the majority of the cabinet and the vice president does think that the president in whatever situation is unfit to continue in office. Another big question here is that there's several members of the cabinet who are in an acting capacity, and it's never been uh, determined whether or not they would count for the vote for the majority of the cabinet uh, and how they could factor into any conversation on this. And is there a way that they could just tie the president's hands and say, basically, you can't do anything for the next 13 days? Sort of, you know, I I think no, like they couldn't do it unless they were going to fully move forward with the 25th Amendment option. Uh, Do they try and distract him? Do they try and have him focus on other things for the next 13 days? Sure. I think the other thing that tie together with this is that there are going to be a lot of resignations. Now, some are coming out and saying they're explicitly resigning because of uh, being upset at what they saw happen at the Capitol, upset at the president's response to it or seeming to egg it on. But again, there are 13 days left in the administration. So people were going to leave anyway. Uh, I don't know how many get credit for doing it at this point when the term is up in less than two weeks. Absolutely. All right, Karen, thanks for explaining all of that. Thank you. Have a great day. Thanks. You too. See you later. This is KFI and KOSTHD2 Los Angeles. And uh, don't expect if you go on Facebook or Twitter right now to see anything from the president because immediately After the chaos started unfolding, you had Facebook and Twitter remove a video of the president responding to uh, the mob of rioters. Uh, Facebook called it an emergency situation. Um, It placed a 24-hour block on the president's account. And uh, we know that Twitter also uh, said that its users were unable to react to the president's video. It locked the president's account for 12 hours 
And uh, so we'll see if and when they go ahead and unlock those accounts. Um, and we'll see if they do what, if anything, the president has to say after that. We lead local. Live from the KFI 24-hour newsroom, I'm Jennifer Jones-Lee. This has been your wake-up call. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.